Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time to groove with Groby with the all-time great and one of only two men to run for more than 1,700 yards and pass for more than 4,000 in their UA career. Finn takes it, cuts inside to the 10 to the 5, his score, touchdown. Quinn Groby showing the great athletic ability, did it. His way. Current Razorback broadcast analyst, Quinn Grovey. Groovin' with Grovey is brought to you by Petty Jean Meats, bringing you the best smoked meats for over four generations. Ask for Petty Jean Meats and taste the difference. All right. After rub elbows with Mr. Grovey last weekend after a big hog win. Good to have him on the show again today. Thanks again to Petty Jean. Hello, Quinn. How are you? How you fellas doing today, man? I'm doing good. Buddy, good. I'm great. I'm doing great. Good. Glad I got to a chance to see the game in person last week, celebrate the victory afterwards, even if I had to do it with Joe Klein. And uh, listen, I'm uh, I'm excited about week two. We just talked to Todd Ellis a few minutes ago. He's pretty confident about the Gamecocks. How confident are you in Arkansas after week one? I'm very confident. And, uh, you know, I think that this football team, uh, they last Saturday, I, I think they won the game and, they didn't play their best football. I, th- I think they still have much more to improve on, which is a good sign because normally, you know, you 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 would struggle winning those types of games. But this Arkansas football team won a top twenty-five matchup that was highly publicized across the nation, and I don't think that they play their best football game. I think Sam would tell you that. I think KJ would tell you that. And when you can win a football game like that and not throw out your A game. Man, that says your program is moving in the right direction. Uh, you're finding a way to make plays, and they did that several times. So, just I say all that to say, I'm very confident heading into South Carolina. I think Vegas was even confident in Arkansas right off the bat. I think that game opened up like at nine and a half. I think it's a little closer to seven or eight now. But you know, being being uh, favored in an SEC game is is a, is a big deal. And that's some, that's an environment we hadn't been in in a long time. Well, I think we were mostly concerned, and again, this is a tough game. It will not be easy, but uh, we were more concerned probably about Cincinnati than South Carolina. I think everybody feels good about the Missouri State game, and then uh, you know you get the big showdown with A&M to potentially get to Alabama. But you know what Xavier would say if he was here? We play them one at a time. Now, let's not, let's not get ahead of ourselves and even chastise us, so we won't do that. I'm sure Coach Pittman's worried about playing them one at a time, too. What, uh, what concerns you the most coming out of the game the other day, other than maybe the, the defensive back injuries? Uh, you know, looking at the starting with the offense, I think that okay. KJ KJ had a great game. He threw for 223 yards, uh, but I, I still think that Kendall and KJ wants a more explosive passing attack. And it's hard to ask KJ to do much more than what he did. I mean, he's 18 to 26, 69 percent. So he's doing what 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 you ask him to do. I think they're going to be looking for bigger plays. Uh, with the Matt Landers and Hazelwood and Warren Thompson. So I, I, I think they'll want to be more productive in the passing game. Uh, from a defensive standpoint, uh, I thought the defensive line was great. I thought the linebackers were great. I mean, Bumper Pool with 13 tackles. And, I mean, you took the option away from me if I can't talk about the secondary. <laughs> but cause the secondary is, is where – uh, the bulk of the issues really took place. Mm-hmm. If you lose a Catalan, you lose a Slusher, that causes you problems. But I think the biggest concerning thing was the fact that 
you know, had Ben Bryant been able to be be a little bit more accurate and mm. hit receivers that were open, that would have could have been a, a different game. Uh, he didn't do it, but I, I think that with what Barry is trying to do with that, Barry tried to play more cover one than I think we we've seen him do in the past, mm-hmm. and I think that that's because he, he wants this defense to continue to evolve. I mean, you can always drop back and play umbrella coverage and put people underneath you. But if you're going to be a good defense, you've got to be able to evolve. And you've got to be able to try some of that stuff in a game and go back and correct it. The good thing about it, you were able to win the football game. So that, that's better for you. But if you're going to be able to beat an Alabama, you're not going to always just be able to drop back and play a, a, a two-shell underneath kind of thing. You're going to have to be able to go man. You're going to have to be able to go man-free. You're going to have to be able to go two, three, six, nine, uh, all those coverages to really try to get to a guy like Bryce Young. And so I think what you saw is a team really trying to take the next step in their defensive philosophy and running some of those plays. The only way you can do it, you can run in practice all day long, but you've got to run into it in a game and get your guys comfortable with doing some of that stuff. I think maybe that led to some of the guys getting beat, behind, uh, having guys open behind them. But at the end of the day, you – You've got a chance to do some things. You're trying to evolve, and you got to win. Do you expect Arkansas to rush three, drop eight more this week with uh, with Rattler? No, I, I, I would I would expect them to, to to have a very similar game plan. Um, what they did with uh, with Cincinnati, I think this this football team has to find a way to continue to get pressure. And, and you know, I, I like what some of those guys did on Saturday. Uh, I think they'll mix it up. I think they'll give him some things to think about, and I think that this offensive line that South Carolina has can be beat. Um, I mean, Spencer Rattler threw two picks last week, and there's no doubt that our defensive line is going to be much better uh, than the team they played last week. So I would expect our defensive line to be able to hunt, uh, create havoc for Spencer Rattler, so maybe he does not have time to look downfield. So I think you'll see them continue to mix things up. I don't. I don't think there'll be a whole lot of dropping, but I think you may see a lot more uh, playing off, and maybe not as much man. Uh, but you, you may have some safeties always over the top, so you don't give up an easy one because their offense, even though they scored thirty, I think thirty-five points, they still struggled. They had two block punts for touchdowns, mm-hmm. and you know they had to have them. So uh, I think if you can continue to slow them, make them go the long haul. I think that will be uh, very advantageous for Arkansas. And then when he throws you one, and he's going to throw you one, you just got to catch it. <laughs> hey, Quinn, who's got a better team, South Carolina or Cincinnati? Uh, I would say I would say Cincinnati. Uh, when I think about them, I know they're a group of five school getting ready to go into the Power Five. But just looking at them, I just don't think that Cincinnati – or excuse me, South Carolina – has all the parts in place yet. Uh, I think Luke Fickle has done a fantastic job with that Cincinnati program, and it's a it's a it's a big time program, and they understand how to take advantage of uh, mismatches and and all that kind of stuff. And they I mean they just got beat on Saturday, but South Carolina may have more talent from top to bottom. But if you're asking me who I think the better team is, I think Cincinnati is a better team. Mm-hmm. I see this game, and especially after talking with Todd Ellis a few minutes ago, I I think Arkansas is going to control both line of scrimmages. I think they're going to be able to run the ball against South Carolina. I think they're going to shut down the run against South Carolina. 
And I like Arkansas's chances a lot. Is it line of scrimmages or lines of scrimmage? Lines it's attorneys of line general of brothers in law. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I think it would be lines of scrimmage. Yeah. It's two different lines. Two lines, yeah. yeah. Same scrimmage. Offensive line, defensive line. Yeah, two okay. lines. I, sorry, Quinn. Carry on. Oh, I think you're right about that, Wes. I think you I mean, look, I mean, South Carolina ran for seventy nine yards last week. You you should be if you're South Carolina, you ought to be able just to line up and Turn around and hand the football off all game long against a team like that, and they couldn't. They couldn't get it done. I mean, their offense really struggled, and, and so I don't think they'll be able to run the football, especially with the way some of those guys really started playing last week on the defensive front. I mean, Terry Hampton flashed a lot, yeah. uh, and I think he'll be a, a a significant contributor as we move forward, especially in the run game. So I, I, I really expect Spencer Rattler if they if they're going to have any type of chance. It's going to have to be in the passing game, and I think we'll be able to disrupt uh, them because I don't I don't know if the offensive line will be able to block some of those guys. I mean, you know, like Sam was talking about Jordan Dominic and that that move that he made to get the strip sack and, and recover it. It was a nasty move, and I, I think these guys aren't going to do anything else but get, get more confident and more confident. And I think you continue to see that defensive front come along. I think we'll be able to run the football just like you said. Th- We're going to be able to run the football on anybody. On anybody, and like I've always said, if the if the if the running back run game is not working, the inside power, the, the zone, the G power, all that type of stuff, you got another guy that you can insert into the mix. And KJ, which forces a team to play responsibility football anytime the quarterback is running the football. A lot of times the quarterback is not accounted for, so anytime he runs the ball, it's like having an extra man, and that's a that's a that's a run game that forces that defense to go, okay, I've been playing bully ball with these big old offensive linemen all game long, all, all game long, and now all of a sudden, uh-oh, I'm not blocked. Now i got to decide, do I take Rocket or do I take KJ? And it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mind game that can really cause you a lot of problems because you can go from straight power to straight finesse really, really quickly. Quinn, uh, speaking of a guy who combines finesse and power, let's talk about Trey Knox. Give me a word to describe your feelings on him for 2022. One word. Uh, I would say contributor. Uh, I think he's going to be a huge contributor. Uh, you know, you could see with him, he had seven targets, six catches, and he was very effective with KJ. And look, that little jump pass they did on the goal line, I was like, ooh, I was scared about that. But uh, <laughs> it's one of those things where where KJ really understands trade Knox, and he knows he has confidence in him that I'm going to throw this ball up. Either you're going to get it or nobody's going to get it. So Trey Knox was was very good on Saturday. He'll continue to be really, really good because he can be – we've talked about the mismatch that he can create in a defensive coordinator's mind. But once you get these wide receivers really rolling on the outside and get the outside passing game going, Trey Knox is going to uh, continue to to shine. So, I I, I mean, he could. He could actually be the leading receiver on this team as far as catches – uh, are concerned uh, with the way he started off. So he's he's going to be a, a huge contributor to this football team. We haven't talked about it this week at all, but after going back and re-watching the game, there's a third and six, third and seven, and Knox goes and just runs six, seven yards, turns around, squares his shoulders to KJ. He throws it. Two guys on him. He goes up and gets it and basically boxed Ooh, yeah. him out like a, a basketball player. First down. Yeah. I mean, that is, that's huge. And, yeah. and one other thing, Trey Knox has just been named the – John Mackey Award, tight end of the week. Look out! Yep, that's our guy. There we go. 
big deal. There yeah. we go. That's good for him, man. He, uh, I mean, he's been through a lot, and I think that he's bought into it. He understands that he has an opportunity to do some things at Arkansas and become one of the the next great tight ends in school history, and he's got a chance to make some money. Yeah. Uh, if he continues to progress the way we think. No doubt. Well, he got humbled a little bit maybe, uh, Quinn, not that he was cocky before at wide receiver, and it's definitely a selfless maneuver to, to come and try to play a new position, and he's been awfully effective, and he's about as likable guys are going to be around. I'm really excited for him, and we yeah. love having him on every week, obviously, too, so that's been great. We're talking to Quinn Grovey on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. It's brought to you by our friends at Petty Gene Meats. Let me ask you about the flip side of that, though. You alluded to it already. When will we see more out of the vertical game? I was looking at the numbers, 66% of yards uh, in the passing game this week were yards after catch, which is fine, and you got guys that can make plays. You know, you talk about the long run with Knox after his catch. But when do you expect them to start throwing the yep. ball downfield? Will that start this week, or do you think it'll be a little while? I think they'll continue to try it. I, you know, we had KJ on our podcast uh, the other day, and we were talking about that. And, you know, he even said, you know, it may be – a little rocky early as we continue to learn one another. And so you could feel that, you could see that. But the thing about it is, even though it may have been rocky in regards to stretching the field vertically, um, KJ was still making the right decisions and doing the right things. And that shows mm-hmm. maturity um, on his part. If it's not there, I'm not going to, I'm not going to force anything, but I think that's got to be a part of what this team wants to do. I know they want to do it because it's, it's a huge component to it. Once you get comfortable stretching the field the way you run the ball is is, is really just going to cause that defense so many problems so I, I don't know if it'll be this week I think they'll continue to try it I think KJ they feel very comfortable in KJ that if it's not there they're going they're not going to force it and so when you got a quarterback like that who really understands what he wants to do and he's not going to turn it over uh, I, I like it KJ is a guy that wants to win and that's really the biggest thing. He wants stats and all that kind of, and he wants to be recognized as one of the best in the SEC. But the only way he can do that is win football games, and he's going to do whatever it takes to win that football game. I mean, just like that third nine in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a play with KJ. KJ in his mind has worked on that all summer long to be able to complete a pass in, in a third nine situation to keep a drive alive. But what did he do? He understood what – I mean, he could have thrown and said, let me show everybody what I've worked on this year, and maybe it worked out, maybe it didn't. But he pulled it down, got the first down, closed Cincinnati out, and he did another mature thing that, that a lot of people won't pick up on is the fact that I know you're 6'4", 240 pounds, or 6'3", 230 pounds, whatever it is, he ran out of bounds and, and protected himself. So mm-hmm. protect yourself, live the fight another day, don't get hit, don't fumble the ball, and last year, I don't know if he would have done it. Maybe he would have run, tried to run somebody over and do something like that. But get the first down and protect yourself. So KJ is growing leaps and bounds, and the guy does not he does not want to turn the football over. I mean, he just does not want to do it. And you feel very, very comfortable about that. There's a lot of quarterbacks that when they drop back, you're scared to death. I, I know at Clemson, they're scared to death every time their quarterback drops back. They don't know what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. But you feel comfortable with KJ at the helm. They're scared trying to pronounce his name, too, but that's a whole different story for another day. Uh, worked really hard on that. Now, now I don't know if he's going to play at the end of the year, the way things are going. Um, they gave Dabble a big, fat contract, though, so obviously they like whatever he's doing down there. Let me ask you about one more guy, and then we'll let you go. Uh, Dominion, the freshman, came in yeah. and it was a spark yeah. for them. Averaged 15 yards a touch between one one catch and two runs. Uh, I think, you know, and I was sitting with some folks that were pretty excited to see him get in the game. 
What uh, what's his involvement going to be? You think as the season wears on, especially with you know Dominique coming back at some point. Well, it's it's clear he can he can play, uh, and 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 I mean there there's going to be a spot for him with carries. I don't know if you're going to see him redshirt. Uh, I mean, you know, you got up to four games, you can play. I think you're going to see him continue to be a a huge part of this offense and. You know, he. I mean, he actually, from a carry standpoint, I mean, I don't know how many. Let me see how many carries two. he had. But yeah, okay, he had two carries. So uh, AJ had three carries, and and so I mean, he's right there with AJ. And I I think that you know, from his thickness, the way that he has vision. I mean, he he had one carry where he broke to the outside, stopped, and cut back to the inside, and just left that dude in the dirt. So you can <laughs> see he's got great running ability. You're gonna need all those guys at the end of the day. Four running backs in the SEC is, is probably the number you need, especially if you're going to be a he- heavy run team. So I expect him to be some uh, a, a contributor uh, in every single game. Love it. Quinn, appreciate the time, buddy. Enjoy the weekend. Got a good one coming up, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right, fellas. Y'all take care. All right. See you. Thanks to Quinn. Thanks to Petty Gene Meats, as always.